Hello, my lovey. You are an amazing, miraculous, gorgeous, complex creature. Welcome back to the show. Whatever you're navigating in the diaspora of poopecularness that is our earth, all right, what this podcast, ZFG Living Podcast, is here for you to do is get real about your mental health struggles, get curious about what gifts they're bringing you, and how to rewrite not just our story, but our actual subconscious programming. So every week, we will explore proven strategies, paradigm-shifting perspectives. We're going to help you get unstuck and start living your most intentional, aligned, joyful life. So if you're ready to get out of overwhelm and into empowerment, if you're ready to stop surviving and start thriving, well, come on, grab your journal. Let's do this. Hello, my lovey, and welcome to ZFG Living Podcast. I am very excited today to be joined by Audrey Faust, MBA, fantastic money coach. Oh, did you just have a frisson of dread? Don't worry. We're here to talk you down. Welcome, Audrey. Thank you, Mal. It's great to be here. You're so funny. <laughs> oh, thank you. Uh, well, let's just dive in. I mean, money is some terrifying shiitake. Like, it can really be emotionally loaded. It doesn't matter if it's because, you know, you've always had plenty of money, but it's always come with strings attached. Or maybe you grew up and you didn't have enough money or in your young adulthood or, you, you know, whatever. And we forget that it's energy and it works for us. Yeah. Because totally. of the scarcity. So let's let's dive into it. Yes. And anybody can have uh, the word scarcity. It, it brings up a memory where like I, who have been working on my money mindset for years and years, had my own scarcity when I retired my husband a few months ago. And um, I'm like, OK, now I'm the sole breadwinner. <laughs> and I went down that road of like, Oh my God, I'm the sole breadwinner. What am I, you know, mm -hmm. where's the money, you know, but you know, I've, I've been really good with money and built, um, a nice wealth for myself and a good net worth. And you, sometimes even you forget that, right? Like right. something happens and you're like, you just go into that shift of like, Oh no, what's going to happen now? Um, yes. I am now terrified. <laughs> yes and 100%. brings on a, as we were talking before the show it brings on a lot of anxiety for people oh absolutely. but I also I also like to say like money is a tool right so yes. many people put so much um I don't know emotion as you said around money and mm -hmm. it's just a tool it's a tool that we get to use to mm -hmm. support ourselves and support others so, right. okay, I think money is using me, that I'm the tool to money. Fight me. You know, how do you get people to understand that it is? It is something that we get to use. And whether you have too little of it, then that's, again, something you get to change. And it's hard. It's hard to change our mindset. So what? how do you invite people to, you know, come into that gorgeous feeling of, lusciousness, abundance of finding a way that you know the money's out there and you can you can get it for yourself? Um, well, I have a whole like 10-step program, but I do offer a free um, money mindset masterclass that's coming up soon. And um, 
I take people through a series of five questions. So a lot of people believe that their money mindset is spot on, right? It's great. But um, I also have a neuro coaching certification. And what I learned through that is we take on all the money things from our parents and the people that we grew up around. Yep. So I can remember my parents always saying, uh, I work for hard for my money. Translation, mm-hmm. making money is hard. Right. Right. And I come up against that one time and time and time again. Um, so we make it hard. Yeah. On purpose. Our minds make it hard on purpose. Yeah, so, our subconscious I, knows what it knows, and it directs you to create the life that it knows is true or correct. When we get to tell that mofo, like, no, <laughs> that is a lie. <laughs> that is simply untrue. And money can be easy and fun. Making money yeah. can be easy and fun, and 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 sort of a connection to the divine. It's it's all energy, Absolutely. and that all stems from whether you call it source or God or the universe or quantum physics or whatever you call it. It's out there and it's abundant. Absolutely, yeah. You you make a great great point there. Like we all like go into whether God or the divine or source or you know even science, but it yes. all supports the same thing. Yes. I've been watching a lot of brain science and energy and. Um, you know, on recent, um, I don't know if guys like some sort of app we were talking about that (laughs) on my, on my Roku (laughs) that I've been watching all this, (laughs) I've been watching all this brain science stuff and, um, just shocked at how much like we we're made of energy, right? Yeah. There's so little like matter you know, involved in what we are just on an atomic level, it's mostly energy and and just space. And so we think of ourselves as very solid and we are because that's the, the paradigm we grow up in and understanding that we are energy and the whole thing about being high vibe or low vibe is seriously that's that's some physics right there for you it's it's (laughs) the dang truth and when we surround ourselves with people who have that sort of um fearful or uh antagonistic or anxiety-ridden relationship with money and forget finance like you don't even get to finance because you're just still stuck on money um then it just reinforces it and I mean, if ever you needed an excuse to read, like just to to borrow other people's perspectives and to find out what other people are experiencing and it may seem foreign and it may seem like that's ridiculous. Well, what if it isn't? Give yourself permission to wonder and to have curiosity and to see, well, like, what does that even mean to see money as a tool, to see money as energy? You know, it's like, no, money is bills and bank accounts. And, you know, like, like I know what money is, but that's, that's really not it. And it, it comes down ultimately to, do you feel worthy? Uh, oh, you make a good point. Absolutely. Yes. So, and I work primarily with women and worthiness is huge right? Um, with women. And more often than not, we are undercharging for our services because 100%. of worthiness. <laughs> And, and, and I'm happy to do it because I understand what it means to come from that place. You know, when, you know, what I'm charging to do an anthology 
you know, people are just like, is, is it worth your time? And I'm just like, it's worth my time to elevate other voices. Oh, so yeah. when you have a non-financial component, you yeah. know, involved, then that is something that mitigates it. However, I certainly am worthy, you know? Yeah. I'm Absolutely. Not, yeah, I'm not reducing <laughs> I'm not reducing my one-on-one coaching prices because that <laughs> I put my heart and soul into it. And that right. is something that does pay great dividends and that is more of an investment. So when you're putting together your programs and with the full knowledge, especially being a woman in the in a male-dominated finance space, yeah. Um, you know, how do you balance that with understanding or is that is that just old hat like you've done the work and you just reinforce yourself and you're sailing that's a great question so um balance that so I used to be a firm believer in um the the uh transformation is in the transaction okay but um I had worked with so many coaches that said you have to have this high ticket thing in order to, for people to really get transformation. Well, I had a, uh, I started working with a a new coach now. um, And she actually had a different perspective. And I was testing out my group program. Mm -hmm. And she said, why don't you try offering it for free at first? And I was like, what? She's never telling you to do anything for free. Right. What, what it allowed me to do, Mel, which was amazing, it allowed me to reach out to particular people that I knew would be a great fit. Mm-hmm. It allowed me to actually say to those people, this is the date and time we're meeting. If you can't come for at least 90% of them, like then it's not, you know. Let's, this is not for you. This is not for you. And you also need to, um, you know, provide me with feedback and testimonials and so forth. Mm -hmm. And um, it was so exciting for me when I did that. And I thought I would be like, oh, this is free. These women got so much transformation. I realized that I really enjoyed the whole group setting and all of that. And I realized... Um, it, it was definitely a learning platform. It, it, it was just, and I realized this whole like platform that I had really worked because <laughs> every single woman, there was eight of them got transformation and boom. I was like, boom. And, and I love doing it. So it was kind of like, you know, I used to be from that mindset of, but I, I totally get like, sometimes you get to give back, right? Sometimes mm-hmm. you get to experiment. And, and as is, long as you don't stay in that place, right? Right. right. <laughs> well, there are people that do. <laughs> sure. But it also is still an exchange, right? Yes. Because they're giving their their time, the non that's our non-renewable resource. Yes. You know, so if they're devoting their time to be sure they can hit at least, you know, 90% of the the sessions. And then I'm sure that there were other things that they just put their heart and soul into to help facilitate that transformation because as you know as a coach we can't want more than they do exactly and yeah and what that desire does is it fuels people to apply themselves and to really absorb you you know it's it's not doesn't have to be difficult to get these concepts and to to really emotionally connect with them because that's when we actually do learn you know is when we can emotionally connect with 
like this is the life I want. This yeah. is the life I deserve. And I mean, and even now, and dear listener, in case you're wondering, <laughs> when I say this is the life I deserve, immediately deserves got nothing to do with it. No one deserves anything. Like I hear those voices from, you know, and I am honored to be able to continue <laughs> to reprogram my subconscious. Um because we deserve everything. Absolutely. Yeah. We're miraculous beings of like what salt water lightning and magnets magnetism <laughs> like well, how do we even work and you know I know I understand the biology behind it but come on it's pretty particular <laughs> yeah right it's pretty amazing right I love it I just love it I love the fact that we are like we carry lightning in our body you know we have electricity in our body we have ocean we have minerals we you know all of the things so when you're dealing with these these amazing people and you're seeing their eyes open and their minds and hearts too really because a lot of wounds we carry a lot of women are like they don't want think money is important right oh but yeah they don't think they out. should they don't think they should care about money mhm so i like to say um in my in my groups like okay um if you had a friend and you told them they weren't important to you or you didn't want to care about them do you think they'd stick around <laughs> i don't <Right>. think so <laughs> no so if you don't have money and that's what you're saying that's the energy right that's the energy mm -hmm. if money's not important to you and you don't care about it it's not going to stick around right why would it <laughs> I don't stick around where I'm not wanted or exactly. desired. Like people don't desire my company. They don't, you know, want to hear what I have to say or be in my company. Like if you don't care, if it's yeah. a solid, like, sure. <laughs> I'm not available for that. Yeah. I, mean, I don't expect everyone to be giving me a parade at every second, but you know, I, I have a, a credo and it's, I want people to be happy to see me arrive and kind of bummed to see me leave. Yeah. And, and that part of my group program is we, we foster that positive relationship mm -hmm. and we, we actually write a letter to money and apologize it to money Ooh. or the way that we've treated money. So I bet it's that's really, really difficult. It's really eye opening and emotional. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yeah, so um, it, it it's a fun exercise um, that really makes people think differently about mm -hmm. money by writing that letter. So that's gorgeous. And I, I love it. I think that one of the um, interesting things that happens when we step away and examine our attitude about, you know, whether it's money or whether it's, you know, relationships or any, any other factor, you know, that is in our existence, it allows us to sort of de-escalate in a way, you know, it's, it's like with meditation, like, ah, oh, I'm having a thought, I notice it and I let it go, you know, yes. like, oh, I'm being <laughs> triggered because of scarcity, yes. whatever. Yeah. I get to notice it. Whew, I'm getting pity. Okay. You know, but I don't have to go with that. Yes, exactly. 
And that, yeah, there's so much around that. I could go on forever, but Please, you know, like jump in. I mean, all that's the behaviors the around, like we, we really dive into all the behaviors around money to like the, the triggers that real that, you know, like Amazon, you know, the, the quick, quick put it in your cart, it's in your door, right? Like mm-hmm. we're all the, the fear of missing out. Like that's a huge emotional like a trigger, right? And the fear of um, what your yeah, what your neighbor has, and, and we're all subject to it, myself included. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but once once you're aware of what can trigger you, you're smarter, and you like you said, you can take a step back and say, "Wait a minute, I just want this because you know these other girls at this conference that I went to had this pretty bag." And I think that I need to have the pretty bag, right? So um, do you really want that pretty bag? Or do you just think you need to have it because these other women that you admire have it? Exactly. So, it, it, you know, it's it's all the things that you can take yourself out of the emotion mm-hmm. and take a step back and say, what's the real reason, right? Right. What does this do for me? What is it serving? Does it serve my highest and best purpose, use, uh, you know, what I actually desire as my visionary life? What is, what is it? Who am I? And, and that's not to say that we don't need to have things. Great. Exactly. You get to, you get to have things. Sure. Make sure like you're doing it for the right reason. right? Right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah like and, you, and if you really want that pretty bag and it has nothing to do with the you know girls that that you saw having it and it's really something you truly want then you get to have it of course yeah. you do sure so. and there's a zillion different ways to do it I mean I have someone I love very much in my life and man she can work a shell game where like okay she's got the this bag and she's you know then that's going to sell on eBay for this but oh she's going to put this on Poshmark and then oh and like holy and then the next thing you know she's got a Cartier watch and I'm like what's happening <laughs> you know and it's great yeah. because she enjoys the game for one yeah. and she recognizes that she's worth she's worth whatever whatever she wants. Absolutely. And then she figures out a way to make it happen. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. But there's also, there's also that security that a lot of women are missing. So if you're missing that security. Tell me like what, what nice, do you mean that security? Financial security, right? Mm-hmm. So you're up in the middle of the night because, you know, if all the things come crashing down tomorrow, once you have, like, I feel like once you have that security, whatever number that is, mm-hmm. it's going to allow you to sleep at night. It's going to, like, if all the cards do come crumbling down, which they probably won't, because we make up all that shit in our head. Right. Oh, yeah. I'm just wearing But if it does, like, you have that backup plan, right? Right. You're not going to be living in a box on the street. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's fascinating to find ways that mean maybe you don't have to have a mortgage. Yeah. You know, maybe because I mean, you can increase your money or you can decrease your costs. Mm-hmm. You know, so what does that look like? And that's when you can really get into the the interesting questions about who are you? What do you want? You know, is it, yeah. do you want to be like, you know, on the grid? Uh, or is is that something that appeals to you? 
I mean, I love nature and I love hiking. I also love the availability of emergency services and the knowledge that <laughs> I'm not going to die of a heart attack because there wasn't an adrenaline shot somewhere or defibrillator or whatever. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm not a medical professional, but <laughs> me neither, <laughs> you know, so like there's, there's a balance and we, when we do mindset work around anything like money or relationships or any of those like pillars of life, then yeah. the knowledge we gain from it is so juicy and gorgeous and really lets you uncover what, what is your subconscious messaging? Yeah. Yeah. Like what, like I was mentioning in the masterclass I have, we, I have five questions that uncover mm-hmm. what's in your sub subconscious. It's so cool. Um, but you mentioned an interesting factor about mortgages and it triggered something in my mind. Do you remember how uh, a lot of times people will say, um, pay an extra hundred dollars on your mortgage and you'll get it paid off X number of years, right? Early. Yeah. So I have a calculator that I use with my clients and in some, I also use it in my master class. So I have this example where I show you why that's not the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. So I have a rule called the 7% rule. And um, if you, if the interest rate is below 7%, it's usually more advantageous to take that money and invest it in a mutual fund. Mm-hmm. So um, I use my calculator to show an example why. So if you had a $250,000 mortgage at an interest rate of 5%, um, and you can use the calculator for whatever rate. But let's just say 5% mortgage rate uh, and $250,000 loan and you pay it and it's a 30-year loan and you pay an extra $100 on that mortgage. You would pay that loan off for almost four and a half years early and you would save $38,000 in interest. And that sounds like a lot of money until... Until if you take that same $100 that you would pay towards your mortgage and invest it in a mutual fund. And the average mutual fund in US stocks will get around 10%, give or take, based on past performance, not future, not a financial advisor. So right, I'm right. disclaimering this. Yes, 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 exactly. <laughs> but add this fund calculator, and if you stick in that $100 at a, at a rate of return on your mutual fund of 10%, in 30 years, you are going to have, I think it's $215,000, almost as much as your mortgage. Right. So yeah. 38000 or 215000 I'll take the two hundred fifteen, and right. not pay the mortgage off early because, you know, right. so that makes sense. No. And I think that old watt, that old like system is back from like pre-80s where people were paying double digits on their mortgage interest. And, I think, and it yeah. just came along and was down the road and nobody, nobody ever really looked into it. <laughs> well, right. And if you did have a 12% mortgage rate, then yeah, heck yeah. Pay that stuff yeah. down, look down. But yeah. the thing is, for one thing, it's been so normalized because it was in 2007, 2008, when the big bank failure mortgage crash situation occurred. Yeah rates started to plummet. And I can remember uh, my dad uh, was a CPA, uh, no longer with us. 
But he and he was just like, oh, my gosh, kids, you got to figure it out. Get a house, get a house, get a house, you know, and because he was just like, it's 10 percent. I can't believe it. Oh, it's nine, (laughs) nine and a half percent. It's nine percent. It's like this is unheard of. Get a house. And when I got the mortgage that I have now, I want to say I'm at like three percent or something insane. Yeah, that is. I am going to take as long as I can to pay this house off, you know, like just straight up low and steady wins the race with that one. Cause you're, cause inflation now is even more than 3%. Yeah. So you're making money on that money. It, it's, <laughs> it's just crazy. nuts. It's nuts. And yeah. so when we think about percentage rates, and this is why credit cards are typically considered to be poison because they have like a 21% rate, you know, some of them are up to 30 with these higher interest rates. Some of I've seen credit cards up to like 30%, which is insane. That's $30 you're paying on every extra hundred over a year. No, if you (laughs) have a credit card and you are unable to manage it so that you pay it off in full, just pretend you don't have it. Yeah. Please just buy like or get a balance pass. transfer and get a if you have good credit score, you can get a balance transfer and do get another credit card with a zero percent interest per year, move it all over there and just get that sucker paid off in a year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I advise a lot of people to do. I mean, we all get into situations that sometimes we can't control. There are things that happen. Um, I grew up in a family where they were paycheck to paycheck people, but my parents were very always like drilled in me, pay your credit card off every month. And I remember in my 20s when I had two young kids, my husband was just starting his business. I didn't make enough money for childcare and he had to use that credit card and it, you know, it, we couldn't even make ends meet at that mm-hmm. point. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had to use that credit. I can remember all the anxiety I felt over because yeah. my mom's like in the back of my mind, you pay that credit card off every month. That's kind of when I learned how to do the zero percent transfer stuff. <laughs> like float that for a while. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it, you know, I get it. Like sometimes it's uh, it's inevitable. Like mm-hmm. stuff happens. You know, you especially know, when you're looking at your kids, you know, people aren't yeah. going to just be like, uh, sorry, Junior, you're going to bed hungry. I'm like, yeah. I'll go to bed hungry, but, y- you know, I'm not going to. No formula for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And oh. So that's a really interesting and loaded situation. And how did you move past it to where you, because I've, I've talked with you about this and, yes. you know, uh, how, please share with the listeners what is a way that they can shed some light, you know? Open. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was in that situation and, um, my mother's words echoed in the back of my mind. Um, she always told, she was in a marriage and both my parents are past now, but she was in a marriage, um, with my father, um, who suffered from mental health issues mm-hmm. and she was unhappy. Um, and financially, she didn't feel like she could go anywhere. Mm-hmm. So she programmed in my head, always be able to support yourself, right? Mm-hmm. And I didn't listen. <laughs> I didn't go to college out of high school. Like I went later on in life. And um, I found myself in an administrative position that I, it didn't make sense for me to work. I pay more in childcare. So here I am, dependent on my husband with two small kids and we're barely making ends meet and 
those words are echoing in my head. And I'm like, okay, all right, Audrey, something's got to change. So I went back to school, um, got my accounting degree. I also got a job part-time in the evenings working, ironically, which in the finance field, I worked for a company called Vanguard. Um, If you know them, they're a financial company. Huge company, (laughs) right. Um, And got an amazing education working there in mutual funds, as well as going back and getting my accounting degree. I did all of that. But, you know, I, I, it took, it took that, it took quite of like, oh my gosh. Um, It actually took, when I did, I had, was taking a um, course to learn how to do taxes. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Recovered recovered tax professional. (laughs) Yeah, so I don't do them anymore, but I was like, this is a great way for me to earn extra income in the mm-hmm. evenings, yep. right? So um, that year, um, I had, you know, a one-year-old and a two-year-old in tow, and I had, I just finished this uh, tax course. I went to work in the evenings for a tax company the first year, then I ended up doing them on my own. But the first year, and I did first time I'm doing my tax return, I'm like, oh my God, there's this huge refund. Did I do something wrong? And I qualified for what was called an earned to income tax credit. And that's for people that are at the poverty line, not just like at the poverty line. And you're not just getting tax, all the tax you paid in back. They're giving you a credit back because you're so poor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was kind of, the moment that all of that kind of hit me and I'm like, oh my God, I like, I'm exactly where my mom didn't want me to be. Right. Like where she warned me not to be. And now I I had all this shame and guilt about this money I'm taking from the government. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, this, this is not where I want to be. This is not what I want to show my children. Like, so yeah, that was kind of the defining moment that changed my trajectory. <laughs> well, and good for you for going to to college to get your degree, because I'm sure that felt really stressful, both the time that you were taking away from these tiny kids, as well as the time where you're like, I should be working, I should be working, I should be working, because I reverberate with the shame and the guilt. I know deeply how that feels. So just I tip my hat to you for finding the light. And letting it in. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. <laughs> but, you know, I say that because it's all possible for anybody. Because that's where I came from. I came mm-hmm. from paycheck to paycheck parents. They didn't have much in savings. And I've actually now built my net worth um, to uh, $2 million. I still struggle saying that. <laughs> but <laughs> It's hard to say, isn't it? I know. <laughs> but, you know, I, I went from getting an earned income credit to, yep. to that, you know. Um, so 25 years later. Um, and you're still worrying about, oh, I'm the, I'm the sole earner. <laughs> My it never goes right. away, right? It, you know, but, yeah. you know, I have a, another story when I was in that scarcity mindset, which I try to get everybody out of by using, I started using a money mindset mantra um, when I realized I was in that scarcity mindset. Money comes to me easily and freely through multiple sources in expected and unexpected ways. And I would say that multiple times every day. And do you know, like a week later, I got a thousand dollar check from the IRS. <laughs> I was like, 
unexpected. Mm-hmm. And it was like, I had filed my husband's um, business tax return. I thought I filed it on time. Whoops. Whoops. I went back in and checked it and here it, there was some error and it never went through. So I ended up getting this $1,000 penalty on his business return, which I truly owed. A year later, the government sends it back to me. No, no reason. Just lands in my mailbox. (laughs) I was like, okay. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. So it was was pretty interesting how when you're like, we were talking about your energy. And when I shifted my energy to get out of that Uh scarcity money mindset, the check appeared in my, in my mailbox. What a beautiful band-aid. That's crazy. <laughs> That's gorgeous. So. I love it. That is the perfect, perfect story to close this episode <laughs> with. Thank you, Audrey. I appreciate your candor. Thank you, Mel. And, you know, sharing that you don't have to be born with a silver spoon in your mouth with some, no. you know, trust fund situation in order to, to find success and to correct those money. And I don't mean correct like a stern school marm. I mean, just to like let yourself see that abundance is for you. And you're worth yeah. it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I highly recommend you. working with La Audrey. Uh, it is <laughs> definitely worth a, a peep, at least, to join her uh, masterclass and see what that's all about. I certainly enjoyed the heck out of it when I did it. Thanks, Mel. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. This is a lot My of fun. <laughs> Absolutely. My lovey, thank you so much for listening. If this episode struck a chord with you, Just know you do not have to be defined by whatever bullshittery has happened to you and you can experience joy while you work on the heavier stuff. There's a link in the show notes where you can book a call with me and talk about how you can move forward with that because there's so much joy in living and you don't have to have it be heavy all the time.